Hello and welcome back to the Home and Away Days podcast, the second half, episode two. Once again, you have the lovely host, myself and James. How are we doing, James? I'm not too bad. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing good, but one of these days, I really would hope you wouldn't say that because I, I would. I want you to go on like a five minute, tell me how you're doing, you know, explain everything that's gone in your life rather than just throwing it straight back to me. But, you know, never mind. But, <laughs> I, I am a man of positive notes, Luke. <laughs> and <laughs> negativity is not needed. <laughs> well, I was going to say you're a man of positivity. There's nothing to be positive about. But, so that's why you don't oh, say yes. anything. Exactly. <laughs> but thank you for joining us back for uh, the second episode of this kind of second podcast we're, uh, we're knocking out there. And uh, as usual, we're going to start off with a discussion topic now. Obviously, this is probably a week late and uh, has left a lot of people's minds. But if anything, we kind of prefer it. It's, it's given us a bit of time to, you know, make some notes and look into it a bit more. And we're, we're going to discuss England, um, you know, coming off uh, a one-one draw with Ukraine and then the three-one hammering. Uh, I, I'm going to refer to it as a hammering um, against Scotland. And I just thought we'd talk a bit about, you know, Gareth Southgate as England manager and the England setup as a whole. So starting off, James, I, I know you didn't catch the Ukraine game. Did you manage to catch the Scotland game? Um, I Did I catch the Scotland game? Yeah, I think no, I, no, I didn't, didn't either. I didn't either, but um, I think I got a bit of it. But again, I was busy. But this is like a good point to begin with then is... Is England international games, as when it's not at a World Cup or a Euros, does that have the same like attraction to watch it? Because I, I'll, I'll generally watch whatever football's on. As long as I can get a hold of it, it's fine. But when it comes to England, especially after the, the World Cup, I did kind of like lose a lot of interest in watching internationals. And I only put them on because, it, you know, there was nothing else on. And it wasn't... I don't really look forward to them the same way as... Uh, I used to. I mean, obviously, I know the Euros are coming up and I might change my mind, but I generally just sort of dread having to, to sit through it with uh, with Southgate as manager. I sort of feel like I agree when it comes to tournaments, you want to be there, you want to watch it. But when it comes to sort of these qualifying games, if by some chance you've not got anything on that night, yeah, it's quite convenient to watch it. But at the moment, unless it's the... Because bear on, we went to the game of the weekend and i was like oh shit it's the euros next year See, i don't even know yeah i didn't even know it was the euros in in um summer i just forgot because i always read the world cup only a year ago um i forgot so yeah i probably agree with you statement that it's more important just at the tournament than it is in the preamble yeah and, and it's it's one of those things where i don't know how much it comes down to you know that that we know we're going to qualify and it's basically going to be a cakewalk and then obviously this part's probably ignoring Scotland friendly. But it just seems like at times the football isn't as enjoyable to watch. So, because obviously Southgate has this tactic that he's developed where it's a, you know, it's a back four and you've got the pace uh, from Carl Walker on one side and then this inverted role uh, with Trippier playing on the left. And then it's this, this is where it sort of gets me is the midfield. Now, when you look at our team, or when you look at England as a country, the amount of attacking options we have at the moment, we are quite blessed. Not necessarily just up front, but you know, behind that, you've got Rashford, you've got Foden, you've got Bellingham. Um, I mean, Declan Rice sort of is a bit more holding, but he can still, you know, he's the guy who you'd probably pick as the one holding midfielder 
to allow more creativity. I mean, you've got Sterling. A lot of attacking options, they're just naming a few. And yet it seems every game we're playing, and, and against Ukraine, we're expected to have more of the ball. The ball. We're playing with two holding midfielders, and it's it, it really just seems like it's playing them just for the sake of when we come up against teams like Italy or Spain, um, you know, Germany, that we're, we're sort of ready to play this style. But at the same time, it, it takes away a lot of the entertainment factor for, for watching those games. When I, when I tuned into the Ukraine game, I was sitting there thinking, could be 2-0 by half time, maybe 3 or 4-0 by the end of the match. And in the end, when they went 1-0 up, it was really something, as Bolton fans, we're, we're kind of familiar to. It's your back's up uh, against the wall, they're letting you have all the possession, you can't do anything with it. I sort of think as well, Southgate, he's, he's getting a lot of scrutiny, let's be honest for his sort of player picks and his loyalty, let's call it, for previous um, exploiting previous appearances. When, I, I, let's bear in mind, I'm a big advocate where I think he's actually done really well in terms of previous managers. Like, we've got to a final, we've got to a... Um, well, I think he's, he's like, definitely the highest achieving manager we've yeah. had, obviously, since we won the World Cup. I just, I just sort of feel like you can't be choosing Maguire when he's not playing for his own team. And and Ke- and Phillips can't. as well, you can add to that. Yeah, you t- I know they've done well in the past and I know they are good players, but you can't be choosing them. Because what does that say to the players like Mark Guahi, for example, or Lewis Dunk, where you've played them for a little bit, but then you started Maguire in the important game? Because realistically, the Scotland game wasn't important in terms of right. No, it, it, it's more important to fans. But in terms of like, if we'd have lost that game and played reserves, we probably would have like it's pride you're losing, not not yeah. progress. But I'd, I'd actually say as well, Lewis Dunk played really well in that he did. when he played. And they game. got mm. what's, the, what's the point? So I mean, th- this is what I, I wanted to touch on. I'm glad you brought it up. So for me, with Southgate, I could have excused. The, the the bringing up of Maguire and Phillips and Henderson, if he would have turned around and said, listen, at the end of the day, at centre-back, I think we were a bit light and we had a lot of inexperience. Now, I can understand having Maguire there for the, for the young lads, for like Levi Colwell, for Dunk, who hasn't been called up a lot. I know he's 31, but, you know, he's he's a relatively young player when it comes to caps. Um, and, and, you know, a few of the other options, like Guahi's not really played a lot. Uh, for England. So it makes a bit of sense to just have that maturity. It can kind of rub off and it's a good experience for the younger players. Kelvin Phillips doesn't make as much sense because it's just more, he's a Southgate kind of player. We, we, you know, we have a lot of options in midfield. And Henderson it is basically out of the, the public eye. I mean, it's not even like a, a Bellingham situation where he's playing in a foreign league or um, Sancho to, to Red. Hurricane, yeah, they're they're just playing in foreign leagues. He's just, he's playing basically on the moon. We no one can see what he's doing apart from probably Twitter clips because the the Saudi league is is like media blacklisted for some reason. I'm I'm sure that. I wonder why. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's just because it's brand sort of like not brand hmm. new, but its evolution has become brand new. So obviously, yeah, they've not really took the time to negotiate the deals and whatnot. But. This is what I mean. In in his South in his uh, Southgate's press conference, he literally said, "I'm picking off form," and then picked two players with a combined total of six minutes in the Premier League. That's not picking off form, and and it's not even like he said, "I'm picking off form for England." He literally said, "I'm picking off club form," and then did that. I think the one thing that perhaps well, there's many things that annoy me, but 
we when we went to the World Cup, Ooh. there was a lot of expectation that we would do all right. And we knew there was England fans before we even went into the competition that if we compared it to our Euros, let's call it success, because it was success, because it was during a time of COVID and we did really well. No, we didn't win, but it was the best round for years. We knew the sort of route to the final would be difficult. Like I say with the previous World Cup, you know, we're quite an easy route to the final. We knew this one would be difficult. You're either going to play Brazil, you're going to play France, you're going to play Germany, you're going to play Spain. You're always going to play all the tricky teams in the run-up. Uh, but I can't remember who we faced in the last 16. Was it Switzerland or something? Oh, Cameroon. Cameroon, that was it. Was it Cameroon? No. no. Yeah. Senegal. Yeah, Senegal, yeah. I knew it was an yeah. African country. We Same colours, right. just different different flag. <laughs> we, we did all right against them. I thought, Do you know what? We've actually done well against this team. Bring on France. But there was no expectation of winning. Going into this World Cup now, you've got an even better team. Euros. So Euros. Even better team. With more experience. And you can't start, but you can't blame it this time on its youth. And we've still got this amazing youth team coming up. They're actually coming to their their peak period. Yeah, it's like uh, a few few tournaments ago when Belgium had that golden generation. Now this is like our golden generation. Yeah. Even though we've had it before, like Ferdinand, Lampard, Scholes, uh, Beckham, all them. It, it, it's our brand new. I mean, you think about it, Bellingham's still really young, but he feels like he's playing the best football. He, he, he's played and I don't really know how he could get better. Um, you know, Harry Kane's getting to an older age now and like you say, it, it's basically this tournament. It, obviously, it's got to be Southgate's last. I, I'm, I'm I'm, adamant it will be. Whether Even if we won, I think it would be his last. But I, the thing I fear for with Southgate is that he'll go into this tournament and if we got and we might get like knocked out in the group stages and that would be forever his legacy. Not he took us to the final um, of the Euros, you know, the quarters and the semi-finals of the World Cups, it would just be, oh, well, in his last ever tournament, we didn't even get out the group stage or no. anything like that. So I, I'm I'm an advocate of, we've got such talented players now. I don't think we no, uh, any longer have to, because when Southgate took over, I'll admit that, the in, you know, the international scene, we didn't really have an identity. And that's why we kind of took on this, well, against the bigger teams, we might have to be a bit more defensive. But now, we have some of the greatest attacking players out there. We need to make the most of that. And we, we realistically need a manager who's going to to play into their hands, not have like Harry Kane drop back and drop to the wing and then there's no one to cross to. And no. It, it, I, think, yeah. I think back to the, the World Cup in Russia? Not 2018, Russia, Russia yeah. yeah. No, was that not the Euro? It was Russia. Yeah. Well, because no, it was the yeah, World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So we think back to the World Cup, and we were this set place team, weren't we? Set piece team. And it was a refreshing thing to see that England were no longer reliant upon open play goals. They were a set piece team. But they were confidently scoring from set pieces. You know, John Stones got a couple of goals against Panama from memory. And it was like, oh my gosh, this, this we're actually all right for set pieces. We've got a new element to our game. Hmm. Now, bear in mind, it was it was pain. You know, we scored a free kick against Croatia, and that was all we got. But it was like, oh my god, we got to the semi final. We've done really well here. Yeah. Then the Euros did really, really well. But we weren't a set piece team. We weren't focused on that. We were just we'd focused on using the players that we could utilize. But I'm like, I don't want to get stuck in that same circle of oh, we did well at these last two tournaments. You know, we were guaranteed to do well. Well, you're never guaranteed anything in international no. football, are you? And it's, especially because the two years apart, so much can change. But 
I, I'm I'm thinking, you know, it, it's probably sensible to think we're going to go in with Southgate now. I mean, even if we lost every qualifying game up until, I, I can't see the English FA really getting rid of a manager just for the sake of it. Um, and, and I just wanted to sort of now look at really who would take over because there was that weird story that came out that Pep uh, apparently is interested. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the case or they've just misquoted him. I think he said something like, I'd be great for the English international footballer. Yeah, it's Realistically, he like probably would be. But it, it's um, it, I, I think that the main thing is it, it's the one trophy he hasn't really won, is it, at an international level. He's done everything domestically. And then I'm guessing international football is the only thing really sitting there left. So I, I would take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it'd be brilliant to bring it. Obviously, it'd be curious to know with Pep how it would work. Because he's been a, a he's been a team manager. He's had months or years to work with teams to make it what he wants. I don't think it's as simple as that at international level because you don't have as much time. Mm. Um, but he, he'd obviously be a brilliant one to bring in. Um, but I'd be all, I'd be all for it personally. Yeah. Not I, for I it, suppose but... it's more like going, like say, going from bringing in players who you want from any country, like say, where you just signed Doku. You, you can't just go out and you know sign an English, young uh, like a German young no. prospect to convert him to England. So you are a bit more so, uh, select. But it seems like the way that the elite clubs are handling their youth, they're all now, uh, for the first time ever, really being brought up playing this kind of football. I mean, you know, go back to the golden generation. It wasn't like we were playing around all the park. It was a bit more direct and physical. And and now academies are training their players to play, basically pep football. So it, it kind of would suit him. I saw a stat, just literally just doing this podcast by complete chance, looking at um, the percentage of goal kicks so far this season, the first five Premier League games, of which a team has either gone long or started from the back. Brighton haven't taken a single long goal kick. Yeah, All their goal kicks have been from the back. And you look at their defence, they've got they had Levi Colwell last year. Lewis Dunk's there. Yeah. Lewis Dunk's there this year. They've got La- Larrick Tamp. Tariq Lamptey. Larry Tamptey. Larry Tamptey. Larry Tamptey. Larry Tamptey. I, I, I think he's Ghanaian technically, though. I don't think yeah, he's but English, he's, is he? he? He could still play for England. Could he? All right. I thought he'd... Uh, I, I thought he'd they did have Dan Burns as well. So I know he's been there with, Garrett, with, with Potter. Hmm. So there is clearly something changing. It's really good to see that, oh, let's bring that to England. The other name I saw linked, though, was um, Sarah Vangelman, weren't it, to come in. Yeah, I think I've absolutely butchered the name. Um, I know I have, but I saw she was linked with the job, and I'd be all for it. I, I, I think do... I think eventually it will happen. I think a woman will eventually take over. I'm just not sure if, as a nation, we're confident enough to be the first. Like, because obviously there was uh, in pre-season, it was Forest Green who tried well, they, it. The claim made like history by employing the first ever female manager who didn't even make it out of pre-season because she was a uh, interim appointment so I, I i just think it's a case of with the options that they're out there like obviously we know um the former chelsea manager and the former brighton managers out there graham potter and then obviously there's always talk of eddie howe if he's not successful at newcastle he's always been touted as a, a yeah. future england manager I, I just think there are so many good options out there I, I just don't want it to be a case of if we do go for the england's women manager that you then have like maybe two or three tournaments um it, it takes for her to kind of get used to it and really figure out what she wants to do. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think it's a case of now that 
we have evolved from the way Southgate made us play. And and that's all credit to Southgate. You know, when he took over, it was basically, it looked like no one really wanted the job. I mean, we just got rid of Sam um, for obvious reasons. Hmm. And that was a shame, really, because, you know, it felt like we, we could have seen we could have seen like JJ Kocha playing for England if it was up to Sam Allardyce, <laughs> if he worked his magic. Um, no, but it, it was basically a time where, like I say, we needed to, to do something to be successful at tournaments. And that's what he came in. And that's sensibly what you can say is Southgate is a, is a fantastic tournament manager. But what we've sacrificed in, in doing that is a lot of quality and a lot of, you know, stylistically what football people want to see. But, Obviously, now we have the players that can do that. So, again, it's no fault of his own. He's just, he's a fault of his own success. That the only way he can be judged successfully is because he's no longer good enough for the job. I also sort of feel like, realistically, and I, I, I generally wouldn't know either way, think of the majority of England fans. Do they support a top Premier League team? Or did the majority of England fans support a championship below team or well, a non-league It's always team? kind of been put out there that generally, like top top level fans of say like Champions League and whatnot, don't really care for it too much. No, um, usually it's a lot lower because because what you've got to remember is for say lower league fans, it's a chance to see uh, like a you know go to massive countries and yeah, European football I think is the deciding factor. Because, you know, you, you wouldn't see some of these stadiums and go to no. some of these countries and if it weren't for England. Well, we've both said, haven't we, that the, the we'd want to go to the Euros next year. Mm. If not, England is, is pretty much guaranteed to have this Euros in 2028. Like, there's no other team that, or country that wants it. So it's quite a big thing. And I, don't, I wouldn't want to go into your home uh, Euros knowing you're going to play and you're thinking style of football is going to be shit. Yeah, um, cause it, it, it's not like you come away away from like a a performance and go, yeah, that was you know a good solid draw. I mean, that'll an extra point to qualification. It's it's like a one off in England game, and it really and that's yeah. that's what you want it to be treated as. It's right, everything is going into getting this victory. And like say against Ukraine, it it didn't really feel that way. I mean, it just felt like it was bashing their heads against the wall for the, the past twenty minutes. But you know, again, I just wanted to sort of show that realistically Southgate has come to the end of his tenure but by no means is is this me saying it's been unsuccessful if anything it, like I say it's been so successful he's he's doing himself out of a job because he, he has made us you know so good in tournaments I mean like I said we lost to France in the in the World Cup that's by that's no mean feat I mean they got to the final and took Argentina all the way and arguably could have won that final so you know, and obviously they won the 2018 World Cup, a serial winners. And then you look back, we lost to Italy in the final of the, the Euros. And again, realistically, we could have won that game. And, you know, Italy are a fantastic sporting nation. It was only really in 2018 when we played Croatia. But again, that Croatia team was so stubborn and had some fantastic footballers. Again, it was, it was hard to take, but, you know, Southgate has done everything he set out to do. He's made us a successful tournament team. It's now time to just make sure we play the football that it deserves now rather than just yeah. playing for results. And that includes... And I... Personally, I do, I, you know, I do think 
um, Calvin Phillips is a brilliant player, but you can't keep playing him. No, unless he plays more for City. I mean, that's why I thought he might have got a loan. Is that um, same with, with Maguire? If you feel like Southgate went went to the both of them and said, "Listen, if you're not playing for your clubs, you're not getting picked," they both would have moved because that's what you know they're they're meant Especially to Maguire. do. Yeah, but because you know it's not been said, they've both stayed at the clubs and, like I say, he continues to pick them. But we'll, we'll kind of leave that there because otherwise we'll get stuck in a deep dark pit of, of all of Southgate's in, indiscretions. But, you know, once again, in no way I'm, I'm slating him what he's done for England. It's just, you know, he's done what every good manager's done, took us to a point where he, you know, we need to get better. Um, so we'll, we'll move on now to our little, uh, <laughs> our favourite part of the show, where we talk about our fantasy teams. Oh, <laughs> and I, I honestly, I've had such a stinker. So, just to talk you through, I'm sitting on uh, how many points is it? Uh, 230, and that's with Highland as my captain. So you can really see how I'm struggling. So I've I've had a, a, another kind of really average week, and I feel like Onana has been the big reason for that. I've had him in net, and he's had some shockers. And you've had Onana in net, yeah, since the since the very beginning. Because I thought when he went to United, I I thought United season would go the completely opposite direction. I thought. Hold on, they've got a really good keeper now. They've got a decent defence that doesn't need Maguire. They've brought in Hoyland, who's eventually going to become the, the top the striker when he's fit. Um, you know, they had Rashford, Sancho looked really good in pre-season and that's happened. Then they've had all the injuries and they've just really looked an opposite team. And then a big another big letdown I've had is I've had I've got Darwin Nunes, but for some reason he's not starting for Liverpool. Well, I did start him, bench. but I've I've sacked him off. I and the the week I sacked him off he's Scored two goals in Newcastle, so um, <laughs> I I'm really the person to go to for these stats. How yeah. do I don't just get my fans team up? I've still not got Holland. I've, I'm not spending that and much. How money many points you got? Last week or no, overall? in general? Uh, let me let me go find out. Um, top right hand corner it should be. Look at here. It says overall points. Nope, I'll find it. I'll find it. I've got two hundred twenty-four. Oh, so you're only six behind me without yeah. uh, Haaland. That's uh, Haaland. That's impressive. But in all my leagues, I am literally bottom by miles. Oh, but yeah, I'm bottom in mine. <laughs> like I'm, it's on my football team that I play for. I am 19 out of 20th because Look, I'm just getting 30 odd points a week. I got 38 <laughs> points this week. How? Oh God, yeah, you got less than me. And I mean, I had McAllister who got nothing. Darwin who got one. I mean, my my back line is starting to pull me through. I had Trippier. Colwell and Gabriel, so all the kept clean sheets. But scoring wise, I'm sort of struggling. Um, and I mean, realistically, it, it's getting to the point I don't know who to sign. I mean, I know there are good players out there, but say for example, like Liverpool with Darwin Nunes, one week you could you could just decide to play him and he gets a goal, and it's it. it I don't know who to replace him with. It's... I think the big one's going to be when these teams, bigger teams, played. This week in the Champions League or Europa League, so Liverpool play Europa League, West Ham play Europa League, Villa play Conference League. Hmm. That's going to start dictating perhaps the teams a bit more. So I've got Watkins and Diaby in mine. I can't see Villa maintaining them two playing twice a week. I can't. I can't see it because the, um, Emery will want to protect the players, and they haven't really got a different group of the Villa. So no. But then it again, it's your first it. campaign in Europe. I suppose yeah, any group would be difficult. Yeah, but I mean, you want to protect your players, don't you? You want to want you want the players to do well in, in both competitions. 
So I might play my, my wild card too, just to try and mix it up. But I think I might bring Haaland in. And I've sort of gone for this whole thing of wanting cover on the bench so I can put a, better, a player in who has a better game week rather than having to do these transfers all the time where it's like, oh, it's been this player out now to afford this one. But I don't think it's worked this time. Last, last year it did. Yeah, I mean, all, all anything I've tried so far hasn't worked. And realistically, we're not the place you come to for, no, the, for fancy advice. You come do the opposite. Whatever we say, don't do. And I mean... <laughs> Like I say, it's when I'm looking at transfers to make, it's just uh, it's going to take a lot of uh, thinking about. But I, the problem I've got now is because most of my, my value is tied up in like Haaland, Rashford and Saka, I don't really want to get rid of those core three, but it, it's I don't really have like a lot of money to work around with the rest of the, the areas. No. But... Well, everyone, everyone sort of considered this season. They went with, what was it, the Saka, Martinelli, Palland and not Palland, Fernandez and uh, Rashford. That was the, the midfield four that everyone wanted this year. Mm. And it's not really worth for them. Personally, I think I'm missing out on having Seller in there. I did think he wouldn't do this well, like consistently getting points every week. I didn't think he'd. Yeah, I thought he'd slow down a bit this season. But you know, you know our luck. He'll, we'll we'll <laughs> yeah. put in the season goal, the boot runner up. Well, I put him in the team and lose shit for three or four weeks. I'll take him out and I'll get a hat trick. But uh, yeah, so, so another positive, um, oh, positive we are, weeks for us on fantasy. Yes. No doubt, the one week I have a good week, we won't be doing a record, and then it'll be forgotten about. So, yes. you know, I know I was going to run. Now, th- this is where I get really annoyed because oh our ten pound bets we're, we're placing. So obviously, we we were supposed to record last week. So obviously, a lot of that <laughs> we had to redo the prep and. Why did we call last week, Luke? So. I can't uh, remember, actually. I it was because couldn't... of you, usually. Why was it me? No, because you weren't available the day I wanted to do it, and then you wanted to do it the next day, and I was I just couldn't be bothered. That was it, yeah. So it's your fault, not mine. Sure. So I, I had a bet ready, right? And it was a really good bet. So I had Villa to beat Palace, Fulham to beat Luton, Barnsley to beat Burton, and Exeter to beat Cheltenham. £10, and it returned £88.51. pence, And it came in because we were driving back from uh, the Reading loss, and I looked at my phone and I had like 100 quid in my, in my betting account and it came in. And I've never been so annoyed in my life because I know for a fact I won't win another bet doing this. I will never have another bet come in. And the one bet that came in wasn't recorded. I'd like to say, viewers, um, Luke was... I've never seen a, a depressed person so ecstatic in his life. Honestly, um, I, I was re- I was deb- debating getting tested for bipolar disease because yes. it was, I, I couldn't make my emotions up. I was up, down, left, right. It you know, it was it was. And it made me listen to Shania Twain as a celebrational song. <laughs> but obviously, I, well, I, I can't claim my bet. So let's hear your bet first of all, James. So, like I say, just a reminder of the rules: it's got a ten pound on one bet. And it has to be on the week from Friday to Monday. It has to be on those games. So it can't be Champions League because it's currently being played. And I think I'm going to lose my bet because Newcastle are going to draw with AC Milan. But who have you gone for, James? I have gone for this weekend a City win against Forest. Because mm. I, I, I I can't see him not doing it. Um, I have gone for a Brentford win against Everton at home. Because again, I, can't, I just can't see him not winning. Uh, Portsmouth to beat Lincoln. And then Notts County to beat Forest Green. Oh, we go in League Two as well. Interesting. So, League One didn't have a lot. 
For ten pounds, how much would that win you? Sixty-three thirty-nine. Sixty-three thirty-nine. Not bad. Not too bad. That includes a four pound eighty-five bonus. I don't know why it gives you the bonus. Like, what? What does that mean? Is it just because you put like four teams on? It's like we'll give you an extra ten. It means lucky you if you do well. <laughs> so I, I've basically got really cocky now because I've had one bet come in. I, I've declared myself. Um, I'm Lord. making a tips to page, and I'm now the king of betting. So I've got five teams, I think, and they are as follows: like you, I've got Brentford to beat Everton. Yeah. Then we're we've got league, uh, not league one, well, championship. I've gone a bit out. Ipswich to beat Blackburn. Now, obviously, uh, Ipswich are at home, um, hmm. and they're in really good form at home. I think they've only lost like two league matches in like a calendar year or something. Um, in, in not that's not home and away, so I, I do fancy it. And Blackburn are always up and down. Uh, then I've got Leicester to beat Bristol City because you know Leicester are just tearing everyone a new one, aren't they? I mean, look what they did to Southampton. Um, then we're taking a trip to uh, Espana. Uh, we've got Barca to beat Celta Vigo, and oh, to top it off, uh, we've got a German oh. affair uh, of Dortmund to beat Wolfsburg. So just to remind you again, that's Brentford to beat Everton, Ipswich to beat Blackburn, Leicester to beat Bristol, Barca to beat Celta Vigo, and Dortmund to beat Wolfsburg. £10, James, would return me £116.58. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say that that is not going to come through. It's not. It's going to be let down by a 91st minute equaliser from Blackburn. And <laughs> I'm going to cry. But I, I don't know. I just had a feel. I, I look. Brentford, like you say, is pretty much. It looks like it's their games to lose because Everton have been shocking. Leicester have been really dominant, and Bristol have looked a bit ropey. Ipswich is really good form. Barca are playing well, and Dortmund are Dortmund. So you know, it, it's everything could happen. It's just I don't think you know. It, we've got to throw it out there. A bigger go home in it, and for 116 quid, it'd be nice to have in my pocket. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> better, better my pocket than yours. Oh. Uh, so th- there are the two bets. We'll obviously come back to them, and like say, obviously we both have technically won nothing, even though some of us have won eighty-eight pounds. I lost ten pounds yesterday from ten pounds I made on. Come to us for uh, for bets. <laughs> All the money I made, I lost. Well, no doubt I'm losing some money tonight, so I, I need to to make some money off this. Now, this is the uh, the really tough part for you, James, because. We're going to you. Basically, we are coming to you. Um, now, I don't know why I didn't think of this before. Obviously, I started to call it the all-seeing James or Mystic James. I don't know why I just didn't call it the all-seeing guy. Um, so, so that's what it's called now. Now, I've got your prediction uh, in front of me from last episode. And when I say it was shocking... Fuck off. It was shocking. So, let's go through it step by step. Now, you did get one thing right. You did predict Devante Cole to score. So and that's all they need to know. That's fair enough. However, you did incorrectly predict Barnsley to, be, to win 3-0. They lost 3-1. <laughs> Luca Connell to score. Didn't play. And Kane to score. Didn't score. So, a lot a lot went wrong. Now, I think... Don't get me wrong. I don't think this is your fault. I think this is because we're just trying to ease people in. We don't yes. want people knowing how all-seeing you are straight no, away. No, we don't need this sort of pressure. 
We don't. Because we, we, what's going to happen is we're going to blow up and then people are going to make millions off you. And I want to make millions off you first. So this is your chance, okay? This is, uh, I think, ease them in a bit more. Maybe not get everything right, but I think you're going to get two things right. So from this weekend, James, tell me a story. What do you predict? Uh, I'm going to go with Man City Forest. Okay, so we've got Man City versus Forest. Now, can I press you for a scoreline? Now, I've had long and hard think about this. If I'd done this like two or three weeks ago, I would have said a 5-6-0 win for City. Mm. But because of Forest's recent results, um, I'm going to stick with (laughs) (laughs) 5-0. Okay, Uh, so 5-0. Going off Nottingham Forest, recent results. I would have said 5-6 a couple of weeks ago. I'm still going to say 5 I've still thought about it, and I thought, you know what? They drew with Burnley last night, so uh, I've changed my mind a bit more now. Um, I do think Halland is going to get a... Oh, hat-trick or a double? Hmm. Come on, what, what? Just, just think carefully. What are the spirits saying to you? It's uh, very, very strong tonight. I'm going to go with a Halland double. Halland double, okay. And who else is going to score? Uh, Alvarez is going to come on with over. Alvarez, okay. We're very strong attacking. Well, he plays at Camden, doesn't he? So someone's got to do it. Uh, That's three goals. So, Haaland to get two. Alvarez to get one. Um, (laughs) See, this is where it goes a bit tricky because I've sort of changed my mind as I go along with this. Um, it's, It's all about pet ball, isn't it? Because Bowden could be playing, it could be Grealish if he's fit. Well, realistically, you know these things, James. You've seen the results. I've already. Stop think Doku, teasing me. Doku's going to get a goal. Doku, okay. I like that. Doku to score as well. So that's one goal remaining, James. Who is going to get that? Oh, we don't know if it's going to be the fifth goal. Who's going to be that fourth Sonic, goal it's scorer? Gonna be, it's going to be a Haaland hat trick. Oh, I'll, oh, you've looked. Oh, okay. So at first he scored two. Now he's got three. Okay, so, and what I want from you as well, James, just to make it even more awkward, I want a yellow card. Who's going to get a yellow card? Uh, George Thomason. Has <laughs> he just signed for Forest? Is he a new player? And I know he's a, he's a given for he's Bolton. He's guaranteed. <laughs> he guaranteed yellow card. Um, who's going to get a yellow card in that game? Um, Scott McKenna. Scott McKenna, okay. So... Just to remind you of the all-seeing guy's predictions, we have a 5-0 win for City at weekend. Haaland is going to bag a hat-trick. At first it was two, but, you know, now it's three. Alvarez and Doku both to get a goal, and a yellow card for Scott McKenna. Interesting. I I think that's more sensible than than Luca Connell scoring from the, you know, not even the, the bench from... From the hospital, effectively, yes, where he was. he was injured. Uh, yeah, so so there. that makes this is more a sensible prediction. Fantastic. Okay, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll, we'll come back to that next episode. And the, the final bit of fun we've got, and it's not going to be fun for me. It's probably going to be a lot of fun for you. Is obviously we've got guess the Premier League football, and now obviously yes. last week you did abysmally. You know, you you didn't even. I don't even think you. You got near the play. You basically managed to get the league in 60 seconds. Yes. I'm just currently <laughs> generating a player because they all seem to play for the same club. 
So yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. But I'm now, just... obviously, it's time to t- turn the tables, table the turning, and it's going to be me in the hot seat. And I understand the fear now because it's building. Even though it's for nothing, we're not doing this for money. It's not even for pride. It's just just to kill time. <laughs> Funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to um, tell me how many clicks you want me to do. How many? How many random? Uh, you know what? The power of seven clicks. Seven clicks. Yeah. If you thought I was going to make it simple, two, not a chance. Three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, okay. Okay. So hold on. Let me get up my timer just to make sure you're not jibbing me on time. Uh, timer of one minute. So, like, just to remind you again, it's I can you can only answer yes or no. So I can only ask yes or no con- uh, questions, not like they you last cunt. week. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, excuse me for you know messing up occasionally. We're not all perfect. Well, as I was trying to explain, I can only ask yes or no questions, not like you last week. Where what league does he play in? Can't tell you, James. You've got to guess. So you really explained it. So I'm not going to lie to you. I, I felt like I was I was on the. I didn't feel I had to explain it because it's been done so many times. I mean that the only thing that go that I, I get on my TikTok feed or Twitter feed is this <laughs> tenable for some reason, and then that weird noughts and crosses game where you have to name people who played for the same club. So I, I didn't think it needed an explanation, but I am base I'm ready to go. So you've got it's it's a for it can be a current or former Premier League player. Uh, that's just to give us some uh, ideas. So ah, uh, well, am, am I ready? Of course, are you, are I'm ready. Ready, ready, James? I am ready. Three, two. One, go. Does he still play in the Premier League? Yep. Does he play for a Southern club? Nope. Does he play for United? Nope. City? Nope. Everton? Nope. Liverpool? Nope. Uh, is he English? Yep. Okay, so he's English. Uh, other no- Nottingham Forest? Nope. Uh, what are the Northern? Newcastle? Nope. Uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, is he a striker? Yep. Okay, so he's an English striker. Who doesn't play for City, uh, Everton, Newcastle, uh, and he still plays in the Premier League? Yep. Um, does he play for? Oh God, what are the northern teams are there in the Premier? So, is, is it the Northwest? Nope. Northeast? Nope. They're the only two North nope, games. No, it's Midlands. I'm gonna give you a hint. Midlands. The mid. Well, it's not Northern. That is. Then, is it? It's still Northern. Uh, Midlands. Okay, so it's not Nottingham Forest. Uh, I, why can't I name any other bloody Midlands clubs? Oh, um, and he's a striker, he's English. Is he under 30? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't do much. Okay, stop. Yeah, let's say 30. Just the okay, so, what we know... <laughs> oh, God. He's a striker. He's English. He plays in the Prem, and he doesn't play for City. Doesn't play for United. Doesn't play for Liverpool. Doesn't play for Everton. Doesn't play for Forest. But he plays in the Midlands. Yep. Oh Jesus! Okay, uh, let me have a quick think. Um, see, this is why I'm struggling because I can't think of another Midlands. But how many? There's like three teams Villa. in the Prem in the Midlands. Is it Ollie Watkins? No. Oh no, because he's thirty. Uh, who this was it? Thirty-one. I've worked it out now. He's thirty-one. Oh, well, that's helpful. Go on. Who was it? Danny Ings. He plays for West Ham, James. He doesn't. Plays Aston Villa. Are you sure? Yep. It tells me right here that he plays for Aston Villa. Because if I Google it's Danny it. Ings... It's telling me here it plays for no, Aston Villa. No, no. Don't you dare do this. I got up a Wikipedia for fuck's sake. 
So, Danny Ings, who plays for West Ham United. <laughs> it tells me here, Aston Villa. It doesn't they... matter, you use Wikipedia, man. <laughs> this is bullet round. Right, counting that as a win. I've, I've won a round. Okay, so it's Luke won because James is a knob. James nil. It says Aston No, Villa. I've written it right down. Here. I'm sorry, but that is sabotage. It says it right here, Aston Villa. Dislocation of James for a round. So that's why it's 1 0. Okay. <laughs> do you, when I looked at Maitland Ward Niles and it said Arsenal, do you think I went, yeah, he plays for Arsenal? No, but to be fair, I got confused. No, to be fair. I you cheated he... and you've lost. Deal I can remember it. if he if he'd signed for West Ham from Villa or if he signed for Villa from West Ham, they both wear the same kit. And all you had to do was open a tab, Google Danny Ings. You lost. You cheated. Live with it. Okay. Oh, Moral victory for me. It's my podcast to do what I want. <laughs> and and I'm I'm annoyed now because I've got to end it on that. There's nothing. This is how I've ended it. You see how furious I am over something that doesn't matter, plays no part in my life. But I expected better from you, James. Just for that, I'm going to book you a coach trip. To, no. Well, you can book next eight. time. You're going on the coach and you're going in the middle of two big grippers at the back of the bus. And I'm going to tell Steve that he did a shit. He's going to be furious. He's going to leave you at services. You're screwed. Steve Steve will love it. He'll enjoy the cleanup. (laughs) And and so, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, we all agree James is a lying, cheating bastard. And Shut up. And I can't wait. I can't wait when your prediction... For your bloody City Forest game. Forest are going to win 7 0. The Hudson and Dye's seven goals. <laughs> Got it wrong. Well, thank you for listening. I've been Luke. And I've been James. You've been cheating, bastard James. Thank you for listening. Make sure you listen out for the next episode.